are we for Friday, September 13th, 2019? <laughs> <laughs> After your announcement yesterday, James, that almost feels appropriate and ominous. But uh, anyway, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. I think combined with uh, yesterday's announcement, James, the fact that we're coming a little later on Friday morning, I, th- I wonder if people are going to start. Uh, we're a little nervous before this episode hit, but uh, we're here. We're, yeah, we're here. no, no. We, we said, you know, uh, December 31st. Uh, you know, and and I have to tell you that ye- yesterday was an incredible wake up for me because uh, I, I did not I did not grasp how far reaching Broadway radio is, uh, and, and like the incredible messages of support that we got from everybody all around the world. And uh, shout out to our Australia friends. We're sorry that we're coming to you at the end of your day. Uh, today, but getting you into the weekend, but uh, it it was huge. And uh, to that point, you know, Matt and I talked for you know uh, when did we first start talking about Patreon, Matt? It was it was more than a uh, two well, years ago or so. Well, no, I think it was probably 2016. So we, you know, Matt had brought it up. Natalie had brought it up. Lots of people had brought it up all throughout the things, and I've been hesitant and hesitant and hesitant to do it because I, I honestly didn't think that it would make uh, a really big difference. But what the difference is that I didn't think about um, was that it would make the listeners feel uh, better about contributing to the show, and so. We actually started a Patreon account um, two years ago or so. Never really opened it up to the public, but uh, if you are so inclined, uh, go to patreon.com slash Radio, and uh, we have some really cute things there that you can oh, do help, help support the show. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. So, uh, right. yeah. Uh, I, I, I tried to keep it theater-themed. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out here. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Broadway Radio. So we had, uh, we set up the different tiers because that's the Patreon thing. We have a balcony, a mezzanine, and an orchestra, house seats, and backstage. So we tried to be clever with that. So, uh, but Try. it kind of, kind of explained uh, what, we're, what we're trying to do with the Patreon thing. And, um, you know, move us along towards uh, towards um, getting us back on our feet. The uh, you know how you eat an elephant, Matt? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. That's right. And and go. I tell that to clients all the time. And uh, I didn't even take my own advice. So anyway, that's our Patreon thing that so many people have suggested and asked for in the last couple of days. And I really uh, so here it is public and. I feel awkward about it, so let's move on to the news. So. Okay. All right. We've got uh, a bit of a backlog here, James, because of yesterday's episode. So we're going to run through some things pretty quickly um, because there actually is a lot going on. Of course, as always, if you want to chat about something, let me know. But first up, the upcoming revival of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf announced a casting change earlier this week as the previously announced Eddie Izzard had to reportedly depart due to scheduling difficulties. Put a pen in that. We'll come back to it. He has been replaced by stage and screen star Rupert Everett. 
Of course, the rest of the cast includes the great Laurie Metcalf, Russell Tovey, and Patsy Farron. Though no theater has officially been announced as of yet, it is slated to begin performances on March 2nd ahead of an April 2nd opening at a Schubert house to be named perhaps shortly. Now, back to Eddie Izzard and my almost completely unfounded conspiracy theory. <laughs> if if you parse the language of all of the press releases about this production, you will notice that at no time has it ever been said which characters anyone is playing. The normal assumption, of course, would be that Metcalf would be playing Martha and then Izzard, now Everett, would be playing George. However, I had heard rumors, and they were nothing more than rumors, which I mentioned here, that either Lori was going to play George and Eddie Martha or that they were going to alternate. As you might know, Izzard identifies as transgender, so this makes a, a little bit of sense. And since we know, as we've talked about over the years here, that the estate of play, playwright Edward Albee has a long history of squashing interpretations of his shows that look to take a new direction of casting, I wonder if Izzard decided to bounce when the estate wouldn't allow any of the non-traditional casting ideas. I have no substantive reason to believe that, but it kind of lines up with what we know in the past and would put the rumors that we heard in a little bit more perspective. So don't take that as news. I'm not reporting that, but it is theorizing and string pooling uh, like I like to do. Okay. So that's interesting, and I think that that also lends credence to why we do yet another Albie. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> wasn't it Albie's estate that was shutting down a uh, racially diverse casting, or am I misremembering? No, that's exactly what, what I was referencing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a production out in Seattle, I believe, um, I, I believe of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf yeah. with a an African-American woman yeah. playing Martha. So this is something we've talked about. Um, or, or I think they, they, they've allowed productions of a light-skinned African-American. Um, that's what it was. They allowed a, an African-American woman to play Martha in the past, but they did not allow um, the younger male character, whose name escapes me at the time, to be played uh, by a black man in a recent production because they said that the script specifically says that he looks Aryan and all these things. And they thought that adding in the racial complexities of having a young black man pursuing a, uh, a white woman in the time period that the show is set would not be appropriate. So this is not something that is new for the Albia state and it is their prerogative to make these decisions. Um, but again, We've seen all of Albie's shows done the way that they were originally done multiple times, so maybe it might be time to do something different. Okay, let's move forward. Uh, what is Felicia Rashad up to? Okay, so going from one show headed to Broadway to another, earlier this spring it was announced that the multi-talented Felicia Rashad would direct the Broadway premiere of Charles Randolph Wright's play Blue, which features music by Nona Hendricks. Not much has been said about the production since April, but this week we learned that today and tomorrow, Rashad, who starred in this show's DC World premiere and the New York premiere with Roundabout, will direct a reading of the show starring Leslie Uggams and Nicole Ari Parker. I would imagine, James, that if this does continue on the path to Broadway, as has been previously announced, that these will be the show's stars in New York. 
All right, let's keep this casting train rolling. As yesterday, Manhattan Concert Productions announced that Tony winner Ariel Stachel will play the title role in their 50th anniversary celebration of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on February 17th at Lincoln Center. Michael Arden will direct, and good for MCP for not trying to be cute with their casting, uh, which got them into a little bit of trouble with Pimpernel last year. Getting this out of the way early, no contests to figure out. Um, And also good for them for casting someone who would be far more ethically authentic in the role than, say, I don't know, Donny Osmond. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's let's stick with one-night-only events, because on Thursday, the Roundabout Theatre Company announced that they would be presenting a benefit reading of Oscar Wilde's The Importance of Being Earnest on November 18th at the American Airlines Theatre, with five-time Tony winner Angela Lansbury playing, playing Lady Bracknell. Michael Wilson will direct. And finally, in this section, James, we've talked about the upcoming L.A. opera production of The Light in the Piazza starring Renee Fleming and Dove Cameron before. Well, yesterday, the show got a little bit more star power as Brian Stokes Mitchell joined the production. The show is scheduled to run from October 12th through the 20th. There is also a Chicago run planned, but no word yet if Stokes will be doing that one, too. But, James... This is a lot of pretty big names for a couple of short stops, even if Stokes does do you know the Windy City one as well. Obviously, Fleming and Cameron did the show in London, although Cameron's history of missing performances popped up there as it did with Clueless Off-Broadway. Um, I don't know if this has any New York intentions at all, but I'd have to imagine that some enterprising producer is at least kicking the tires on this one to see if a potential Broadway transfer would make sense. So you planted the story. This is the deal. I'm understanding here your strategy here, Matt. <laughs> you just want me to keep running Broadway radio until Brian Stokes Mitchell is back on Broadway. I mean, look, I think everything is better with Stokes on Broadway. Now, I don't yeah. know that he has the potential to do that. I think he's involved with a TV show um, that is either launching or I, I don't remember what the status is of a CBS sitcom. Oh, nice uh, way to walk it back. Great. But Fine. I, I don't remember. It might have been canceled. I don't I, I can't keep up with the TV stuff anymore. Um, there's too much, especially with CBS, which I don't really watch. But um, anything anything <laughs> Stokes access. related is always good. All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? All right. I have two videos here real quick. The first one actually comes from a few days ago on Wednesday on September 11th. The Broadway company of Come From Away did a really cool NPR Tiny Desk concert um, singing songs from the show. Obviously, the show itself uh, centers on 9-11. So for this to be released on 9-11 this year uh, on the 18th anniversary is is really cool and special. And I'm on record as saying that the music for this show did nothing for me when I listened to the cast album when it was originally released. Having seen the show on tour, though, I get it. I always knew that I would get it when I see it. But listening back to the Tiny Desk concert and seeing these songs, having seen the show, it puts there's such a different connotation to this music and to these performances after you've seen the show. So this was really uh, a really nice way to commemorate uh, September 11th, a couple of days ago. And then on a much happier note, I guess, um, <laughs> currently we are in the middle of Krista Rodriguez's run at 54 Below with her concerts. We have a video in the show notes of uh, a medley she did of some of her previous roles, including Smash in the Heights, The Addams Family, uh, and, and others. She, of course, was on the second season of Smash in the original cast of In the Heights, Adam Family, uh, Spring Awakening, First Date. Uh, she did the revival of A Chorus Line and others, and she's got a nice 
revi- or a, a medley of all of those in the show notes. So check that out. I'm a devoted Krista Rodriguez stand, so uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, that's awesome. What do we have in other news? All right. Yesterday, the Signature Theater announced that Anna Devere Smith's Fires in the Mirror, starring uh, Michael Benjamin Washington, has been extended and will now play through December 1st. And then at like midnight this morning, it was announced uh, that on September 24th, the national tour of Wicked will welcome new stars. Talia Suskauer, recently of Be More Chill, will take over as Elphaba. And Allison Bailey will return to the road with the show as Glenda, having previously understudied the road on or the role on tour. Clavant and Derricks will also be joining as the wizard. Next up, it was announced that the play Fear by Matt Williams, who not the baseball player, but uh, who co-created the TV shows Home Improvement and Roseanne and wrote and produced the Cosby show in a different world, will have its world premiere at the Lucille Lortel Theater from October 24th through December 8th, starring Obi Abili and Enrico Colantoni, a.k.a. Veronica's dad, Keith Mars on Veronica Mars. Anything with with Enrico slash Keith Mars. He was also on that show. Just shoot me. Uh, he's amazing. So I'm going to have to probably work this into my schedule. Uh, the show follows three people following the disappearance of a little girl and it is directed by T. Alligate. And finally, it was announced earlier this week that Disney has filmed the stage version of Aladdin in London, but with stars from different productions around the world. It looks like uh, Jonathan Freeman, who did the voice of Jafar in the movie and plays Jafar on Broadway. Um, He was there. Um, They haven't said yet when or where this capture will be released, but. I'm kind of thinking that between this and Newsies, which they already have, that the House of Mouse might be trying to put together some of their theatrical content for their new streaming service, which launches in November, James. Um, I'm already throwing money at them for Disney Plus based off of the other content that's going to be on there. But this would make it pretty uh, pretty much a slam dunk for anybody who needs the the Disney content in their life. Wow, this is... uh... It's uh, scaling up to be quite a race in the streaming services. Yeah. Sorry to everybody who cut cords thinking they could save money doing that because that's not how this works. That's not how capitalism works. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of really great stuff that's coming out. I I just saw that the the Apple thing premieres in November as well. I'm going to probably have to get that. Then there's like a Warner Brothers one and HBO has a new thing. I don't know what everything is. There's just so many, but they're all great. The Apple TV Plus is uh, $5 a month. Unless you have purchased a new Apple device, then you get it for free for a year. So if you buy it, just buy an Apple TV, you can get it free for a year. An Apple TV or any Apple device? Because I bought a Uh, phone earlier this year when I dropped it heading over to uh, Kiss Me Kate. Does I don't know. Count? Yeah, I don't know when the cutoff is, but any Apple device, the iPhone, a Mac, an iPad, an, uh, an Apple TV, any of their major devices, if you buy one of those, they're going to give it. But I don't know when the cutoff is for buying and getting the free service for the first year. So, yeah. I mean, five bucks a month isn't bad either, but those things add up eventually. Oh, no, Absolutely. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, uh, tell us about what's going on this weekend. Uh, Jan Simpson has a new episode of Stagecraft. Um, I do not have it on the top of my head as to who. I have it. So Jessica, go for it, please. Jessica Hagedorn. Hagedorn? 
Hey, H-A-G-E-D-U-R-N. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm sure she's great either way. Yeah, absolutely. She is the uh, playwright for Felix Starro that's uh, playing at Mai. Okay. Um, and uh, so that's going to be on Saturday. On Sunday, we have this week on Broadway. Uh, what's happening on Saturday and Sunday in the uh, college ranks in the, uh, the NFL is, uh, are you supporting this Antonio Brown move to the Patriots? I, no. No. Nobody is. <laughs> no. I mean, one, I don't like the Patriots because they're the quarterback is from yeah. that team up north. Mm. Um, and so I just don't like them anyway. And then just the whole thing is just a, a mess, yeah, so which kind of serves everybody all right. <laughs> what's happening in the Big Ten? Uh, well, Ohio State is amazing. Oh, um, I hadn't heard the, that. Great. Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're great. Um, the, the University of Maryland has uh, suddenly surprised a lot of folks. So Terrific. they might be coming for the runner-up spot in the Big Ten East over your Penn State Nittany Lions. I don't know what the University of Michigan, which is the bane of all existence, almost lost a double overtime to Army. Um, they <laughs> had to block a, uh, a kick to win in double overtime to those fighting Black Knights. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or this past weekend. So Michigan's always a joke. So that's great. And where can we find you over at Grantland? Uh, not Grantland. That site no longer exists. I, uh, If you want to read my musings on college football, you can find it over at Land Grant Holy Land. I know, so, you know flip the words. I'm sure we stole that from uh, <laughs> from Grantland. Um, so, yeah, I write about college football over there. So uh, I, I love me some Buckeyes. All right, Matt, get us out of here. All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Oh, that's right. I'm glad you remembered that. And uh, my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thank you for wrapping up the week with us. Ashley, feel better. Feel better, Ashley. Ashley's a little bit under the weather, a little back pain, little things, things like that. Feel better, Ashley. And we will hopefully, Ashley and Matt will talk to you on Monday, and I'll talk to you on Sunday. 